To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Owners Podcast, episode 37. We back on our original grind. We back at our original recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not been grind. So, the old setup. This time around, Lowe's finally back. Welcome back, my brother. How you doing, man? Welcome. <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. It's been a while. I miss talking to y'all. I miss talking sports. It's so much to cover right now, man. Let's let's just uh, let's do it, man. How you doing, Ramon? I'm doing good, man. It's been been a good week. You know, good things been going on, but the sports scene always got something going with that. So, like you said, man, it's been a little minute since the three of us could be together, but I'm ready to get it rolling with the three of us again, man. Okay. 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 Um. I mean, a lot has went down. I mean, I guess we were really kind of start with the NBA lottery, even though that was like Thursday, but Tuesday, but you know, Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, yeah. tomato, tomato. tomato. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Pelicans—they got the number one pick. Uh, hmm, I don't know. It's so much with the NBA lottery. It's like yeah. it was a lot of drama. Which you, I think yeah. you want to start with the Bulls falling out of that top five. Uh, I mean, I think that it was really... And the, the Suns fell yeah, out the top five? I think it was really uh, interesting to see how the new lottery system worked out. You know, how they tried to make it a little more even across the board, especially at the top, um, to try to prevent all this tanking. So you saw the teams that had the greatest odds. I mean, going into it, you looked at the Knicks, you looked at the, um, the Suns, you looked at the Cavaliers, and you looked at the, um, the Bulls, as you were mentioning. And those were the teams that really looked like they had the best odds. And you saw three of those teams didn't even make it into the actual four slots with the lottery. And so I think that it's going to play into what Adam Silver really wants, which is to stop this tanking, you know, to just have teams to just go ahead and continue to play and continue to do um, what they do throughout the course of the year and not just purposely start losing games. So, you saw that, you know, nine teams have to still really stay focused throughout the rest of the year because three teams that didn't look like they had a chance slid into the top four, so. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, I mean, the plan worked, you know, and it had so much more just, like, interest to the library by itself, you know, and that, you know, where you got the top, you know, you got the top 
three teams, you know, no one expected them to be up there. You know what I'm saying? When you go with the Pelicans, you go with the Memphis Grizzlies, then you go with the Lakers. I mean, I'm sorry, then you go with the Knicks, then you go with the Lakers. You know, the Knicks, who, you know, still got the number three pick, you know, was still disappointed. So, that I mean, I like it. You know, hopefully, I still think tanking ain't going nowhere. Unfortunately, it's just going to have to evolve, you know. Um, and, unfortunately, this draft is like a three – a top heavy, top three heavy draft. So we'll see how, how it turns out. I'm hoping one of those players slide to four, but yeah. it, it's highly doubtful. Well, I mean, we know Knicks make questionable decisions, so we try to bank on them. We know that they don't know, you know, Dolan and James Dolan don't know what they're doing. But uh, what interests me the most was, uh, I think, I'm a piggyback off what y'all said. I think it is good for the sport of basketball. It's not like football where, the worst team automatically gets the number one pick. You know, the you do the do the lottery, give everybody a fast shot, and you know, as we saw, our Lakers jump was able to jump from projected being eleven to the fourth pick. I never thought we was gonna jump that high, but no. Ramon, you said you had a good feeling about it, so yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you brought us some good luck. But um, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that, of course, because we've been itching to talk about this. Just Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, of course. First of all, we all three collectively agree that he will be dealt, right? Yeah, yeah. So we won't waste our time with that. Lose, you think he'll be dealt? Lose, you think he'll be dealt? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, so, I mean, with that, what do y'all think about this deal? If us as a Lakers, I'm a Laker GM, I would offer them Lonzo Ball. I would offer them uh, Kyle Kuzma. That fourth pick and a future first round protected pick, uh, for like one through if it if it's if it falls between one and ten, then I mean if it falls like between uh one and three we get to keep it. Any other pick, uh, greater like four on mm. it will belong to the to the Pelicans. What do y'all think about that trade? If you was David Griffin and they hired a new GM just now, I don't know much yeah, about it. But uh. Would you take that deal? Yeah, I mean, if it were me, if I was sitting in that seat, um, still would have to like weigh my options and see kind of what's on the table. But I think that that is a reasonable deal. Um, I think that you're gonna have to whatever team it is, especially specifically dealing with the Lakers, you gotta at least get two of that young core. So like you mentioned, Lonzo and Coos, that's two of that young core. Think about pairing Lonzo with um, Zion. Think about them on the fast break, the way Lonzo likes to push the tempo, him getting up and down the court with Zion. So I think that that would be an attractive package. Um, I think that they would maybe try to squeeze, you know, another player or two in there. Um, But, I mean, maybe it's just me looking at Lakers' glasses, but I would take it. Let me say this, man. First, I'm going to say I'm going to take Lonzo out of the deal. And I don't think Lonzo is going to be traded to the Pelicans. And this is the reason I say that. Say this. Before David Griffin became the GM, you know, they have these a bunch of sound bites that's out right now talking about things that, one, that he'll take, you know, for Anthony Davis trade. This is before he knew he was, you know, the GM. And then he mentioned about a package with the Lakers, and he said Lonzo. And he talked about Lonzo specifically, and he said in that, that, um, he, unfortunately, Lonzo, the player, is a great player. He's the type of player you want. But he doesn't want to have to deal with the extra stuff. So you got an unhappy player in Anthony Davis. And then you don't want to have to deal with Lonzo and his father, is what he mentioned. 
you know, with that distraction. He said you got a distraction when Anthony Davis not wanting to be there. And then you're going to have his dad, if you trade Lonzo for Anthony Davis, dad come in with being a possible distraction in New Orleans. So he's saying he's trying to get rid of all distractions. So I don't think, you know, just speaking off what he said in the past, that he's going to make a deal with Lonzo. So if Lonzo's in the deal, I think it's going to be a third team involved, unfortunately. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And I think realistically, uh, New Orleans... They have to think this this through, and I know Pelicans fans that's listening is going to hate what I'm about to say, but it's the truth. New Orleans, and I've said it before on other podcasts, they do not know how to cater. The Pelicans do not know how to, to cater to their superstar. They had um, AD, who I say is a transcendent talent. Mm. Mm. I know you don't throw it on that term. Gener- generational and transcendent are two different Okay, things, well, so I'm say saying generational. Yeah, yeah, generational talent. Okay. So now look how the cards have failed. Now, you have a generational talent that is unhappy because you, you didn't take care of them, and that's the past. Now you have an opportunity. They're really in a great spot. You have a, an opportunity, you know, because most teams who lose their generational talent like New Orleans is automatically set back by five years. But you're not. You have a, a, an asset in AD who, who's going to bring you back great value, young core players, draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have... Uh, then you know you have Drew, you still have Drew Holiday over there. You, you know you're gonna probably keep him, and you, you know you you even have um, you got Randall, you around, got Julius Randle. I mean, yeah. dude, I mean, Julius Randle and, and Zion may be essentially the same, same type, type of player. player yeah. So you may want to deal him. So you have assets. So you have the opportunity to take uh, to trade AD, which I think they need to do. Go ahead and trade AD. Go ahead and build around Zion, and you know with the young core. So they. If they do this right, and I think I have full confidence in David Griffin. I'm not a Pelicans fan, but I do because of his history with, with Cleveland. If they do this right, they have a chance to be still competitive. Yeah. You know, if you know, you look at you know, if they want to look at how the Clippers handled their situation when they dealt Chris Paul and and um they dealt Chris Paul, they dealt um, Blake, Blake and Tobias. Yeah. Um so I mean they are in a prime position. So let's take our Lakers biases out of it. Mm. What do you think? What do y'all think is the best deal that David should take? What do you think? Uh, let's be creative, and let's see what deal is better than what we can offer as the Lakers. Jackson, I mean, the only deal that's really better right now and that has a chance to be better than us is uh, the Celtics. You know, and for whatever reason, I don't agree with it personally. But you said take Lakers bias out of it. But for whatever reason, other players, other GMs, players around the league, they kind of have this, just this, just in awe about Jason Tatum. Like, he's just this superstar player, which, you know, we're looking back at it. I take Kyle over him. Right. Jason Tatum disappeared in the playoffs Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. You know, he disappeared. He had his spots. He had his good games. But he disappeared. And so... I mean, I look at that, you know, and I look at the picks that Boston have, you know, and I look at what they can offer with, you know, maybe a Hayward, you know, maybe with a Jalen Brown. You know, they look, you know, their deal to me is the only deal that can really give us a run for our money. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's what I, I, I've talked to Pelicans fans just in general, and their consistency. 
You know, and that's why it's hard for me to be a fan of the Pelicans just because they're fans. Because it's like they can't, they cannot stand the Lakers so much that they undervalue our players so much. Yeah. Like I remember they used to talk about like we didn't have anything over in LA, and then now Julius Randle's there, and now they're saying, oh, he's the best thing ever. D'Angelo Russell, they talk about D'Angelo Russell, exactly. So I mean, they the fact. I talked to them. They say they wouldn't take that deal. They say Lonzo's garbage. I say that Lonzo's talent is not on the stat sheet. You know, if you really watch the sport and evaluate it, you Lonzo is everything you want in a point guard. Like, they get caught up in the combo guard that the game yeah. has changed. Like, everybody's not going to be a Dame-type point guard whisper who can yeah. go get buckets. Like, the job of a point guard is to, to run the floor, control the pace, and yeah. defend. Next, and he does that well. Just one little just side point on that. Next time somebody scrutinizes Lonzo to you, Ask them how many games they've actually watched. Exactly. I guarantee you they have not watched more than two or three games of Lonzo That's a good ball. question. So next time they yeah, want to bring that up, yeah. all they're doing is looking at the stat sheet, hearing these commentators and stuff talk exactly. on first take and all this kind of stuff like that. But these are people that's not actually watching Lonzo play. Exactly. So I guarantee you, I ask you to challenge them with that. Yeah. Um, but a quick point, you know, I think that this is really going to be a three-horse race, honestly, in my opinion, for the AD sweepstakes. Um, I look at, of course, us as the Lakers and what we can present. Boston, as you mentioned. But I also think that New York is going to be in on this race. And I believe that New York is going to be in on this race from a few different standpoints. First of all, we know that they have the, the max spots, the two max spots there. But I think that they want to 100% guarantee themselves to look even better in free agency. So how do we do that? Go get Anthony Davis. What they're going to center their thing around is that number three pick. And then some of their young pieces, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, look really good throughout the year. They still have Dennis Smith Jr. that they can dangle out there. Some of their young guys as well. But what key thing that they can do is, all right, we're going for Zion. You know, we going to get Zion in that number one pick. But you can pair Zion with his best friend and his college teammate if you go and take that Knicks package. R.J. Barrett is going to fall to three. So you build your franchise once again with two guys, which R.J. Barrett before this year even started, was projected to be the number one pick. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on R.J. and going to find out a lot at the next level about R.J. But you get to pair those His guys. His game is more catered to the NBA. Yeah. So think about pairing those two guys for years to come. You still get, like I said, Mitchell Robinson, I think, is the most valuable uh, young guy that the Knicks have at this point. You can maybe go snag a Dennis Smith Jr. So they have some young core pieces. I think piece for piece, as far as players, the Lakers players are more attractive. But I think that that difference between the number three pick and number four pick in this draft is a pretty big difference. Just being honest, it's mm. a pretty big gap between three and four, in my opinion. So I think that the Knicks will be. A so you say the Knicks low says the, the the Celtics, and I agree. I think the Knicks have probably they scare me the most. Um, Boston, a case can be made. I personally don't think Jalen Brown, or uh, I personally don't think Jalen Brown nor um, who's the name? Like Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. I don't think Tatum. You know, Tatum and Jalen Brown's better than Kyle Kuzma, uh, and and even Bi outside of the blood clot. That's why I didn't even mention him in the trade. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep B.I. because I think B.I. is on the cusp of, of being great. But that blood clot does kind of yeah. concern me. Now, what bothers me is that there are reports, I don't know if it's true or not, that Gail Benson is saying it's no way we're trading with the Lakers. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's true, it's, you know. There's conflicting reports. Like, there's a report that came out that said that she said that. And then she came out later about two days or so and refuted that report publicly. But 
still just because she refuted it publicly doesn't mean that that wasn't actually said behind the scenes because we know how people are about the Lakers. That's, you know, why a big portion of not trading at the trade deadline. We know Popovich for years has been against doing anything with the Lakers. The league, Indiana, did the same thing. The league just, you know, doesn't want to help out the Lakers in any sense. So, yeah, so, um, um, so it makes it tough. So, I mean, I, I mean, this draft is very weak to me. Yeah. I, it's a very it's a three weak player draft. draft. It's it a three is player a three player draft. draft. You know, uh, the only ones I really I would, see. I, go ahead, Lou. No, I, I, I disagree. I think it's a four player draft. And this, you know, and I think this is off of just studying, you know, over the last three. I know there's the three big names out there, which we all know about. We can all mention, you know, Zion Williamson, Ja, and, you know, of course, his, uh, his R. teammate, and RJ Barrett. Right. But I'll also go as far as saying DeAndre Hunter. We have to put that boy up there. Right? Oh, yeah, I like and The reason DeAndre, I say yeah. that, I like him a lot, and I think the Lakers, if they end up, for whatever reason, keeping that fourth pick, I think his game comp- compares to Kawhi Leonard's. And I think mm-hmm. coming out, Kawhi Leonard wasn't as a polished three-point shooter as this guy was. This guy shot over 40% from the three-point line, and, you know, Kawhi only shot 28 from the three-point line. So I think he already got the defensive prowess, like, you know, Kawhi did coming out. So I think... Right now, you know, and get to work with him. And I think he found out some offensive moves. I think this guy can be special. So I would say go as far as saying four players. Another guy that they really, uh, after watching some more tape of him, uh, I know Cam Reddish uh, was a lot of, you know, he was under the radar with the, of course, when you play with RJ and Zion, you're going to be. But when you really break down his game, uh, he's a lot like DeAndre Hunter. In a lot of ways, you know, he he's very he's a polished score. He's I, I would say he's a more polished score than DeAndre. Yeah, um, uh, DeAndre is a better defender, but Cam can defend one through three as well. Uh, but Hunter can de- defend one through four, if not five. But uh, and DeAndre frame is more NBA ready than yeah. Cam. But I, again, Cam Reddish Cam is a little more it, athletic though than DeAndre. Yeah, DeAndre doesn't move as quick as Cam. Moves. So if, if we was to get if we was to get him. At, at number four, I would be this, delighted. This is what I would say about Cam Reddish. Um, Cam Reddish is a boom or bust type of guy. Um, I know you can say that about every prospect, but mm-hmm. I'm really saying about him. Like Cam has a really high ceiling, but it also has a really low floor as well. Um, Cam Reddish, I don't know if y'all remember, but early in the season, you know, we were talking about Duke, and you know, I follow Duke recruiting all that kind of stuff like that. Really, actually, among Zion, RJ, and Cam. I don't remember, you know, that I told y'all, but Cam is the most skilled out of those three. I always said he had the most just natural, just like pure basketball skill. Now, I'm not saying he's the most talented. I think he's the number three player out of those three. But as far as pure skill set, the thing about Cam is that Cam just kind of sometimes gets lost in the shuffle and flow of things. Cam is not, to me, aggressive enough throughout the course of a game, throughout the course of a season. He just kind of gets lost and floats a lot. He's kind of a floater, doesn't have, to me, a consistent motor as well. So, like, the skill and the talent is there, but he's missing that little piece to me that if he gets that, he could be just as good and could be, to me, in my opinion, if Cam gets that, I would have him as the number four player in this draft. But he hasn't consistently had that. The argument could also be made for Jerry Culver, too. 6'6", athletic, uh, a pilot. Probably the most polished score out of those three guys, out of Cam and DeAndre Hunter, to me. Yeah, just currently, after watching currently the tape. most polished. Yeah, just currently. watching tape, I'd say Culver is 
you know, a more polished score. And then his numbers back it up. And he, well, he averaged nearly 20 points, I think right around 18 points a game. Big 12 player, yeah. Uh, big 12 player, that's yeah. huge. Um, and, you know, just watching him, I mean, then he also can defend. You know, yeah. you're looking, and that's what you need. You need, in this switch, happy NBA, uh, new, and it's a new NBA where you do a lot of switching. Lot. I mean, how beneficial would it be for the Lakers to get somebody that can uh, switch and guard the four, switch and guard the three, can switch and guard the one? So, you know, I, I like Culver a lot, too. And, you know, I, I mean, we, we talked about it in the group me a lot off air and, you know, out of all three of those guys, I think all three of those guys can make a case for four. Yeah, for, for the best four, for the fourth best player in the draft. I'd be perfectly fine with any, any of three of them. Of three, and I any really three. wouldn't object to the pick. Any three, man. Three. Any three. So, uh, we, so we, we might as well expand yeah. it. Top. So we we went over the top four players in the draft. Let's let's go ahead and say who is your who is your fifth best player in the, in the draft? You think? I, I, I mean, I guess it'll be out of you guys. Yeah. Oh, this, well, right, now, nah, right. but we, we can continue to roll. I, I mean, we can continue to roll. I think Los was ahead, chiming in. I mean, we got to give respect to the Vanderbilt point guard. You know what I'm saying? Garland. I, mean, I believe his name is Gardner. Yeah, Garland. Garland. Go, what is it? I'm sorry. Garland. Last name is Garland. First name is what, like Darius or something? I can't remember. Right. I think we got to give pay respect to him. Um, I'll just mention, talk about him briefly. Um, a lot of players, you know, compared to... You know, I think his numbers that he did in his first yeah, few games Garland. before he got hurt. Darius Garland. Gardner, right? Garland. Garland. Dar- Darius Garland. Okay, Garland. Okay, so I think, you know, you, we got to, his games, his first few games, I think, you know, uh, probably put him on the map. And so a lot of players or uh, a lot of people are comparing him to, you know, like the Dane Lillard and all that stuff because he can score. But I will say, I think he is a little overrated. You know, I think he should be one of those point guards that go into the mid-first round to the end of the first round. But again, because his numbers were so good in, that, in those few games, you know, that that's going to rise him up. People people love potential, especially NBA. NBA loves potential and falls in love with potential. And so I think that's the only thing that's keeping him in the, like the top five conversation. So I don't too much like him because his assist-to-turnover ratio is terrible. <laughs> Um, after looking at it, um, he's he's and that goes back to high school. Uh, so I wouldn't be such a huge fan of him. Or if the Lakers took him at four, I we would don't not need be happy. him. Yeah. We don't need him. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say we don't need him. I mean, I, but I mean, because he does bring three point shooting, and we're yeah. hard. He's a, he was he shot nearly fifty percent. Yeah. At four, he, <laughs> he he shot forty seven percent from the three point line. He's so. going to Phoenix though. He'll, yeah, he'll Phoenix, Phoenix. loves. See, Phoenix needs a point. He, he's so. going to be in Phoenix. Yeah, That's. So. I mean, he left the combine for a reason. I believe he already has a promise at six with Phoenix if he drops that far. But most likely he will. Of course, he's not going top three. That top three is set. Yeah, I don't set. see us taking him at four. Cleveland, uh, Sexton had a good rookie year. They're not going to get another point guard. He's going to go at six to Phoenix in my opinion. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, but you know, like he said, I mean, he he is he was a scoring part. He's the point guard yeah. in the NBA that people want. Yeah, he can play. So, he can play. And I mean, let's be real. I mean, Garland, John Morant was not ranked this high going to the season. Yeah, actually, going into the to the to the college season, it was Darius Garland. Yeah, he was. A, they a Darius Garland was supposed to go where not is going. So yeah. I mean, if that gives you if you haven't been following it, that gives you kind of like a mindset. Of Darius, Darius is no scrub, and he's gonna come in the NBA. And he's gonna bring three point shooting, uh, which you need in the NBA. That's all the NBA is now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's your typical. See, he's six two. He's your typical point guard who you want controlling the floor. 
Uh, he comes with length. He he can you know he could be, I think he could become a better defender. Yeah. But I mean that, he that got could a work. solid handle, good playmaker. Exactly. I mean he he can play shifty kind of point guard too yeah, when so, you watch him play. Yeah, like I said, John Morant wasn't the number one point yeah. guard in this draft entering into the season. It was Darius Garland. So Darius dropped a little bit because of Ja, I think. But uh, you know he's a he's a he's an ex- excellent ball player. But uh, outside of that, I mean. People trying to hype up bowl, bowl, but yeah. I'm not looking at a seven six guy. That's just ten knee knee injuries waiting to happen <laughs> to me. Like, you know, I mean, I, tall, big, huge, extremely large and tall, long guys. Yeah. I mean, you look at Yao Ming. Yeah. You know, and you know he he was seven. What was Yao? Five, seven, five? Seven, six. So, and you know his career was short lived. You know, it, you know, I mean, he's impressive, yeah. but I mean, when you're that long, right. You you gonna you know. Yeah, I, I think for me, man, and I, honestly, I wouldn't put this guy in the top four, top five, anything like that, but my sleeper among them is really the Rui Hachimura kid from Gonzaga. Rui, what? Yeah, Rui Hachimura. He, he, uh, actually, he's like small forward, can play between the, the, the three and the four, uh, but he's a kid that's really, to me, polished offensively. Like, I just look at his complete offensive game, his footwork, his ability to hit uh the the jumper to me he can play sometimes you can put him down in the post he probably won't see the post too much at the next level of course at college is a little different but i just think that he is a guy that's one of the most even polished guys at this point in the draft i could see him having really an instant impact on whatever team he goes to like i said i don't put him in that same class as the zions and the jaws and the rj barrett and all of that but when you talk about that next group, I think that Rui is like right there with a lot of those other guys. But he kind of gets slept on a little bit. Okay. I'm going to give you guys one sleeper that I like. Um, Who that is, know, Who each, that is? Each year, I kind of give you guys somebody I like. Who that is? You know, a couple years back, it was Zach Levine. He turned out to be decent. Um, this year, I'm going to go with Kevin Porter out of USC. Oh, yeah, um, yeah Kevin Porter. Nice. I, I, I love Kevin Porter. Out of who? Porter. Kevin Porter out of USC. Oh, yeah, he was high. Yeah, when he was coming out of high school, he was great. Yeah, so I like Kevin Porter. I think he's one of those kind of remind me of Zach Levine. You know, didn't the college game's not so much for him, but I think his game's going to translate well to the NBA. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing where he go and how he does in the NBA. What about old Carson Edwards uh, out of Purdue? That's my sleeper in the draft. I mean, when you look at all, man, he single-handedly almost ruined my bracket against you guys, which thank y'all enjoyed taking y'all money during March. <laughs> that, that literally decided, yeah. that game literally decided yeah. everything. Yeah, crazy. Carson Edwards, wow. I mean, he's a phenomenal scorer. His range is unlimited. I think that he's going to slide a little bit in the draft. Nobody's really talking about him. But, man, Carson Edwards can fill the hole up in a uh, pause. And he really can, you know, he really can – like he's what you want. Like yeah. he's that extended range. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of a little bit. Don't kill me, guys. He reminds me a little bit of Damian Lillard a little bit. Just like Kimba. He can remind me of Kimba a little bit. But his range is longer than than Kimba. I mean, I go Kyle yeah. Lowry. I go, no, no, yeah, I don't want to compare him to Kyle Lowry. Oh, man. Kyle Lowry is a solid player. Yeah, he is. But I think Carson is a. I would say his offensive life, especially scoring-wise, is more polished to me than Kyle Lowry. Okay. But yeah. I, I think he's a – I think at the next level, honestly, he's that perfect guy to, mm-hmm. like, come off the bench, really, and fill it up. I don't know. Do you think he's a starter at the next level? Mm, I think he could be. I mean, just because of his range, I think he could be. 
Uh, I mean, his height, I mean, kind of yeah. bothers me a little bit. He's only six feet. So, I mean... He's going to be a guy that has to earn it. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. he's going to be a guy that maybe come in as a six man. And then they're going to see, okay, maybe this guy got skill. Let me, you know, everybody know he has skill. But like you said, Rob, his size is going to be the thing that kind of be like, okay, you know, is he going to be that starter? You know, because again, was they lift, listed six foot, you could probably take off two or three inches. You know what I'm saying? Because again, everybody height always got like two or three inches to it. So he probably, his height is going to be the thing that's going to, you know, knock him starting the league, but I believe his heart is going to be the thing that gets him in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess, real quick, I know we kind of basically said it, but just to hold y'all feet to the fire, a quick little first five like mock draft, first five picks. Yeah. Go ahead, Los. All right, so we're gonna start that thing on right. We're gonna start it off with uh, Zion Williamson <laughs> with the first pick. Then we're gonna keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it real. We're gonna go with Ja to Memphis. You know, that's two. We're gonna go three. We're gonna go with RJ. Easy. You know, I got the, I got the, the, the easy, yeah, easy mark right now. <laughs> four, I'm gonna, four, I'm gonna go with my boy DeAndre Hunter to the Lakers. And then five, I'm gonna go with old boy from Texas Tech to the Cavaliers. Culver. Uh, Culver to the Cavaliers. That would be a nice little yeah. pick for them. Okay. Uh, <coughs> I got Zion as well going to New Orleans. I got John Moran going to Memphis. Got RJ Barrett going to the Knicks. And I actually I'm gonna switch it up. I'm, I'm gonna say the Lakers gonna take a chance on Cam Reddish, just being that they, they we, we we do draft uh we draft a lot of guys that we have to do like Bi you know Bi yeah. was not you know Bi was not a clear you know just like we drafted Lonzo you know he wasn't you know we like to draft the players that we can develop. So I, I'm gonna go you know Cam Reddish at, at four and then at five um I think I'll go DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I think I'm gonna mix it up. A little bit. All of us are, are pretty close, but I'm gonna change it just a little. Um, definitely at one. Zion is going to the Pelicans. We got that. Uh, Jai has basically already been promised at number two uh, to go to Memphis, so we got that. RJ, the Knicks are gonna take him. RJ last year would have been the number one pick, you know. So I think that the Knicks still getting a great player. Um, I'm gonna say at four, we end up going with Culver. I think we end up going with Jerry Culver. Nice, pure, polished score. Can defend. Can slide in at that two spot. You think about him and Lonzo in that backcourt defensively, able to switch everything. And um, then I'm going to have DeAndre Hunter going in that five spot to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, but that four and five is is super flexible. So, so who you got I, I'm say this. Culver. I, and five? DeAndre Hunter. You don't believe that we're going to take Culver. Yeah. I'm I just do. doing it for the podcast sake. Culver not better than... I mean, Kobe nice, but you think he over Reddish and over DeAndre? I think he I, has I mean, to. I, this is why I think. I think the Lakers going to end up taking one of those two guys. And the reason I say that now, it's, this is if we can't trade that four pick, obviously. But I think the Lakers are going to take either Kobe or Hunter because they are the players with the highest floor. And, we're, yeah. and the reason I say that is before we looked at guys, like you said, Rob, Brandon Ingram, you know, the guys that kind of need a little bit more development. Now I think we're going to go to the guys that have higher floors when you have a LeBron James on your team and you need guys to instantly come in and not yeah. really develop for two yeah. or three years. Yeah, because so Culver is a plug. Yeah. 
Cobra, and, Cobra yeah. and DeAndre Hunter and, and, are and, plug and plays. And Hunter, honestly, I mean, I didn't pick him at four. Hunter, I think, is the most natural fit, especially because yeah, yeah. of how advanced his three-point shooting is at this point. You're talking about a kid that at one point, I think, in the season was shooting around 50%. It finished in the 40s percent. I'm talking about three-point shooting-wise, but, like, Kid is a knockdown three-point shooter, and I do agree with the Kawhi comparison. I think Kawhi is a little bit more athletic than DeAndre Hunter, but I do agree with that comparison. So it's like, really, honestly, at four, it's going to get kind of crazy there. You don't know what could really happen, um, four and five, but... Um, yep, that's when the draft starts, at four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Because yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like DeAndre a lot. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, between Culver, DeAndre, and... Uh, and reddish, reddish, I'm like, I, it changed every day. And I look when I look at film of all three of them, it changes. Every all three day. of those guys are gonna have great workouts too. Honestly, all three where, of them are like workout type warriors. Huh? Culver, Culver, because during that championship game, he really locked up Culver. He really put the clamps yeah. on Culver. You talking about Hunter? Hunter put the, the clamps on Culver, so that kind of hmm. was the thing that pushed him a little bit over. Okay. Because again, going into that game, Culver. Is a guy that not only can score, but yeah, he's a Ramon. guy that can dish it too. Yeah, so. yeah, Ramon. DeAndre Hunter locked up Kobe. <laughs> yeah, Ramon. What you got to say to that, huh? Huh? Uh, I, huh? I, I, I mean, it was it was overall team defense, man. It was team oh, look at you. Hey, down the stretch. Now I know that they didn't get the dub, but down the stretch, Kobe was cooking down the stretch though. They couldn't. Nobody they sent at him down was working the down the stretch. Down the stretch, Hunter hit the clutch three to bring it to overtime. Mm. I mean, I mean, we we get into back and forth. And honestly, like I said, honestly, those between those three prospects, I really wouldn't care. Like if we took Hunter, I would be ecstatic. If we took Culver, I would be ecstatic. If we took Cam Reddish, it's Hunter or bus, man. It's huh? Hunter or bus for me. It's Hunter or bus. Well, you dramatic. Carlos always. Oh like, goodness. Carlos always been the dramatic, dramatic. Hunter or bus, man. What I will Hunter say, I what want. I will say, I. My opinion, personally, I think Hunter is the safest one out of those three. I think he's the safest one. If you just want to go that route of the safest one, Hunter. But to me, the biggest boom out of those three is your guy, Rob, and Cam Reddish. I think Cam has the the biggest boom potential. Cam has the ability. Paul George. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, if he hits, he can be a Paul George. And that's what I think his comparison is. His 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 floor is Paul George. He reminds me of Demar. He, he, he can turn into a. Uh, he reminds you of Demar. Demar. Nah, because Cam's game extends further than Demar. Yeah. Demar, let me think. He ain't no Paul George. Nah, he ain't Paul Who? George. Cam is Cam, Cam is a Paul George man. That that kind of just smooth size, game size is about the same. Just the polished moves like. But know. if he don't hit, he could turn into a like a who's the uh, the reserve that come off the bench for Portland? Saikum. No, no, no you talking about you talking about Siakam in Toronto, man. Toronto Siakam is good, but uh, off the bench. That's why I compare uh, Reddish. You ain't talking about Evan Turner, or he, no, 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 Rodney no. Hood. Oh my Rodney God! Don't no, please, no, bro. Like, not Rodney Hood. Not Rodney. You're going too far now. If he if he don't hit, he could be a Rodney Hood. Golly. Or oh, he could be like your boy Wesley Johnson. I, oh my goodness! Do not mention. I, that. Give him, I, I say he like a Chris Middleton. 
That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. He is, we, he is listen, more Paul George than we, Chris We're too quick to compare these these prospects to, like, top five players in the position. Who would you compare Ja to? Who was his floor? Brian? Ja Morant? Morant, yeah. Uh, ja kind of remind me, like, his approach to the game. I want to say, in his athleticism, I want to say Westbrook. Yeah, well, he's a controlled, better shooting Westbrook. Yeah, that's what I was The thinking. thing about Jai, Jai is going to always be just under control and going to make the right play. He never, you know how Westbrook sometimes, he coming at you uh, 100, 150 miles per hour when he get out of control. Jai, when I watch him play, does not do that. But his athleticism, the way he can attack the rim, the way he can, you know, like yeah. Jai is. And me yeah. comparing him, uh, Cam to Chris. Chris Middleton ain't bad. Chris Middleton was an all-star this year. Yeah, it's bitches. not bad, but no, 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 nah, that's but. definitely not bad. And I was gonna mention this later, but I would, I would mind getting Chris Middleton on the, the Lakers. He's that perfect. He can knock down the three point. He got a player option this offseason. Mm-hmm. He'll be the perfect type of player. He's like a, he's like playing C. Like yeah, if we strike man. out on all other ones. He, yeah, oh, man, man, he, he should be playing A, bro. He, we ain't gonna get these big names. We need to stop. Focusing hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We will, we will not utter that. We will not speak that into existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Whoa, Slow your roll, buddy. Whoa. Yeah, it's the losing the Lakers fans, man. Y'all look like those dudes outside the Staples Center, bro. Hey, hey tell them. I would have been out there. Right. If I was in LA. If I right. was, on hey. my lunch break, I would have been in front of Staples Center. Hey, don't hit us in the don't hit us in the group me when we sign Kyrie though. Don't don't hit us in the group me. Nah, I would be just excited. But <laughs> my thing is, we need to we need to prove. I would think we should prioritize one a player like Middleton. He can defend. He won't come with all the drama. He's been an all star. We got a real exactly. Everything turns but he, into a late. But, but think about it. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm going to really back, though. But think about it. Middleton is not getting out of Milwaukee. There's there's no he way they let him option. walk. There's no way they let him walk. You, why, would you walk, walk why would he walk? Man, when he's the number two option on that Milwaukee team, can be in the NBA Finals year what? after year. Oh, you, you think he Milwaukee not going to play him? Come on. Milwaukee going to pay him. No, but hey, I, I, didn't they though. Tangent, though. I didn't mean to get on the tangent though. So, but who do y'all pay, who do y'all compare RJ Barrett to? RJ Barrett to? RJ Barrett to me is a he's a no he's baby a, KD. Nah, he's a bigger James Harden. That's really? I don't want that. Wow, you think James Harden? No, I don't think he's James he's Harden. A bigger James he don't have a ball handling that James has. That's RJ it. can handle the ball. You think that's his floor? like James? Not, not his. I mean, that that would be his ceiling, not his floor. Yeah, not his floor. RJ, RJ Bear remind me of like a mellow. No. Kind of like like he can he can score, and then not much else. Not much else. RJ Bear kind of reminds me (laughs) of Michael Red. No. What? What? No, y'all. Y'all playing around. Y'all playing around. Michael What's Red. wrong with Michael Red, man? <laughs> Michael Red was straight though. Michael Red, RJ, RJ Barrett's game, bro, is is RJ Barrett's game is way more versatile than people give him credit for, bro. RJ can make plays for others. When Mike, when Coach K wanted him to kind of basically run point at times, especially when Trey Jones was hurt, RJ could step up. He was giving you six, seven, eight assists whenever he had to do that. RJ can get to the basket. At will, RJ 
is I, RJ is really slept on so much to me in this draft. Even though I mean he's going to be a top three pick, so I don't know if you can call that sleeping on too much. But I really think that RJ is going to be a superstar in this league. I really think he's going to be a superstar, superstar. in this league. Wow. Yeah. RJ going to be a superstar. Know. I think he has the, out of those top three, I think he has the biggest bust potential out of those top three. Is that, can y'all agree with that? I can agree with that. But I think RJ, too, could be the best player out of those three. I really do. I really believe that. I don't. I can't see that. I can't see him I being 100%. better than Ja or Zion. I, I 100% can't. see it, man. Hey, well, it's underscore H or whatever after you. Well, my damn. Well, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> but uh, but the thing with uh, the thing with RJ, man. RJ was so dominant at the at the high school level that like he played for Team Canada, and so RJ, you know, because that's where he's from. So he played against the Canada versus all the U.S. top guys, and they said when they had that game, like RJ was clearly the best player on the floor. They could not stop the guy. RJ's game to me is just I think in the NBA it's gonna suit it way more than even what you saw in college, and you gotta look at it. He still was the leading scorer for that Duke team. You're talking about a guy, first-team All-American. I know he he went into Zion's shadow, but he was still first-team All-American, ACC player of the year. Like, this dude, RJ, at the next level, can be the best player in that draft, honestly. I don't know, man. I think I think a lot of Duke buys are speaking there. You know what I'm no, saying? No, like, how's it Duke buys when, like, I, when Zion also went to Duke? Hey, Max, why you got to go that hard, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I think RJ Barrett would be nice, but... And I wouldn't mind him being on the so Lakers, I, guess I'm an I can't see him. Maybe he's an all-star, too, but I can't see him being a superstar. You can't see him being a superstar? Oh, get out oh of my here. goodness. Get out of here. Carlos, oh you max. Goodness. Carlos is max. You Stephen A. You know what? You know what? Put I, I'm going to put it out there right now. The R.J. Barrett does, in fact, play for the Knicks and does not get traded to the Pelicans. He's going to be a superstar. R.J. Barrett will win Rookie of the Year next year. Book it. Book it. But well, I mean, mark I, it down I, right now. The only way he won't is because of Kevin Knox going to take away RJ a lot Barrett of shots. If Kevin win. Knox is still there, he's going to take a lot of shots away from RJ. RJ I, Barrett will win Rookie of the Year. I don't know. But I, I think we spent too much time. Today? Huh? Today, today is, May, is May 19, 2019. What time is it right now? It is 7.23. Uh, We're going to timestamp it. RJ Barrett will be Rookie of the Year for this upcoming season. Alright, so that's cool. That's pretty cool. So, we got to the NBA line. I think we covered, did some good NBA. We'll get into the NBA draft more because more's going to come out after players start working out and you know about the reports. Yeah. Then these players got to weather the storm yeah. of, of some hidden videos coming out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot. Then you always got that prospect who you never heard of before just shoot up the trust. Some foreign player yeah. might just shoot up the, the mock draft. So, you never know, but... You know, uh, we'll continue to uh, keep a keep a close eye on that. Um, I mean, I just want to kind of flip over to the NFL draft side of things uh, so far. And I mean, what are y'all thinking about? What do y'all think so far about the prospects workout? Because I think rookie mini mini camps has taken place. Uh, what rookie has been impressive? Or what, have, what what have y'all seen out there? I guess report wise that you know points to a rookie that. May have, may have otherwise not have been known prior to their you know going to minicamp. Uh, for me personally, it, it had to be um, the Rams drafting a backup running back. You know, oh my um, God. <laughs> and, bro, we gonna do this, bro. 
No, no. I'm talking somebody that's not your team. No, here. Okay, you you missing out on some good information here, but I can move on. Anyway, so I mean, I don't know. Now, 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 now you got me intrigued, bro. What you go ahead, about? Bro. No, go no, ahead, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. No, we gonna remember this May nineteenth. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we gonna name. We just gonna name this episode May nineteenth. <laughs> the next Kamara coming up. Y'all 
Y'all gonna wear this gimmicky outfits to 2019 and, and think, and think that y'all gonna, gonna lead the NFL offense this year? Are y'all gonna have a prolific offense like I did last year? Y'all got another thing coming, man. All, all, these, all these gimmicks that Coach McBay, who y'all call McBay, has brought to to the NFL. We we got film on that now. We're not gonna be fooled by that foolishness that y'all be running. Okay, for first of all, let's, let's speak on it. You know, I want you to tread lightly. This is a team that's finished top two in because of gimmicks. The last two years, not just I know this. This the is the year it's going to end. It's going to end. And now. this offense has evolved the last two years. And one, let's go. Let's speak on the Saints, man. A lot of people not talking about <laughs> it. Y'all still, y'all still one don't have a, a decent number two receiver. Three, y'all just lost one of the the most the best goal line running back and replace them with who? Oh, I don't know. Like, you don't know the Like, like you ain't living down with Latavius. Latavius, you know your fantasy yeah. team. his career that he didn't have to carry the load because they both was eating they yeah. both was eating yeah you know what i'm saying but like man we did we we shifted bro i thought we were talking about rookies man. oh yeah we, yeah we, we didn't tell oh, you yeah. how it started with this saints and rams beef and all this kind of stuff man we were talking all about right rookies. so i'll give you one who's been impressive to me uh uh the patriots where i received that they drafted i forgot talking about Nikhil harry Nikhil harry yeah. i think Nikhil harry i'm very very high on him in fantasy as well uh, I think that the Patriots drafted him. I mean, I was surprised that they got him at that spot. I was mad that they got him at that spot. Yeah. Because uh, he very well, I think, what, he was the second receiver to go off the board? I thought, was he the first? No, Brown went before. Yeah, he's the second one. Hollywood yeah. Brown went yeah. to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, and, you know, people said that Nikhil Harry was really the number one receiver in the draft. So, I mean, the Patriots got him, and they're going to use him. They drafted him knowing that, that Grunk was gonna get out, was uh, retiring, so they needed another weapon for Tom, and they got one. So that's the one that's been really impressive yeah. to me. Uh, I think the guy that I'm looking at, really rookie wise, especially just to have an impact on this season, um, is Miko Hartman out of Georgia, uh, going to Kansas City. Um, and the reason why I say that is just the whole drama behind uh, your boy Tyreek Hill, your your guy on your fantasy football team. Um, we all know he is on my team. Huh? Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I feel like dude, I just know that I do it. I was drunk. I was, man, I've been watching the, all the reports. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm glad that's not yeah, my problem. Right. And all along, he's on my team. He's on your team. And so the thing about it, 
place this he year. Oh, he's Kansas gonna open City. City. Yeah. Oh, um, and so I think that that's I mean a perfect scenario. You're looking at a guy that has similar speed, not the same speed as Tyree Hill, but similar speed is really that that type of frame, that type of player. Like that's really what he presented himself as as Georgia. So mm-hmm. I think that him plugging in his rookie year, you know that Mahomes is still gonna be looking to air it out, you know, the same way. I think that he's gonna fill that slot and so I'm really looking at him. Um, as a rookie to stand out. I was just thinking about it. Ramon, that's a great point. Carlos, it's great to have you back, man. I, I mean, I miss yeah. you so much, bro. We, I, I, I just missed back. the bell. Yeah, he come back. He came back on fire. He, I know. He, yeah, y'all two had back, yeah. back and forth. Me and back and forth. Hey, but y'all gimmick the offense. It's over for that. <laughs> but let's move on. Everybody want, anybody want to talk about playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pretty much... Man, Blazers, why am I hitting an echo? Blazers are, uh, man, bro, I thought they was going to get one game, but I don't think, yeah, so. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Bro. So, and the Bucks look like they just ain't playing with the Raptors. Uh, so, um, we predicted this, Ramon. We predicted on the, that uh, me, you, and AD, we predicted that it'll be, we'll see a Bucks. Uh, no, 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 Boston. I did. Yep, you and AD. Dang. Because Boston won that game one, <laughs> and y'all rode that high head, and I said, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I had Milwaukee going to the finals. Man, so. I think in the beginning, I would be, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Los predict this? Like in the very beginning of the season, predict it would be the Bucks and the. Somebody said the Bucks was going to That was me. Yeah, that, and I was like, oh, I was like, ain't no way. But hey, look, <sighs> Golden State going to sweep them. Going to sweep who? The Bucks. What? So oh, was, get out of here, bro. If KD come back, get, if, sweep the Bucks. If KD come back, if KD come back, oh my you don't goodness, think so? they will not sweep the Bucks. No. Right, they didn't sweep the Clippers. If if KD comes back, you don't feel like they can sweep. No, the no they will not. sweep You the think Bucks. the Bucks can keep the Bucks got home court advantage? So you telling me they gonna go on the road those first two games and win both of them in Milwaukee? I don't see. I don't see a situation why they couldn't. Oh my goodness, man. You've been watching Why the Bucks? Why are you so upset? I'm just saying. What's up with you and the Bucks? Are you no. lucky a Bucks fan? I, well, I, uh, uh, well, I like Giannis. Giannis is one of my favorite players in the league. So I do kind of like the Bucks because I like Giannis. But the thing about the Bucks, what you got to look at is the Bucks are on a historic pace based upon what they've been doing so far in this postseason. Through the first gauge it by what the East is weak. But, bro, they played the Celtics, and you had the Celtics beating them, right? The and what did they do to the Celtics? Dismantle the Celtics. They I have the, in the last 30 years, they have the third highest, second or third highest, I think, point differential let through me, this point you, of the playoffs. Let me playoff. explain myself. 0-1 Lakers and the 17 I don't think that Warriors. they can keep up with, with Golden State scoring. The Bucks lead the league in scoring. And they and they're top and two or three defensive efficiency. I think they're number one defensive efficiency. And they lead the league in scoring. So you think that they can keep up with Golden State scoring? Yes. Like in a, in a series? Yes. I don't think so. I think their defense is what's going to keep them there. Their defense is special, man. I so think Golden State got a hard-nosed point guard. And Bledsoe, Middleton. And they got Draymond and, and KD to, to defend Giannis. No, oh, man. So you're saying you think the Bucs going to win the series? You talking about against the Warriors? Yeah. No, I didn't say that. But you came in with brooms day one. <laughs> Brooms? That's a bold call. That's a bold call. You, have you been seeing how Golden State been looking against the Blazers? Have you been seeing how uh, Milwaukee been looking this whole playoffs? They been looking good. Yo, yo, Rob, you put that on record saying that the Bucks gonna get swept on May nineteenth. Yeah, I think they gonna get swept. Wow. I think they gonna get wow. swept. 
I mean, they, they even got past Toronto, and y'all already, y'all already saying they're going to get swept in the finals. Man, I look, I don't know, man. Yeah, Bucks, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the Bucks have been looking pretty good. But Golden State, I, I mean, I said it on the, like, when we first started, I say I got the Golden State Warriors. I think this may be their last year winning the championship. But, I mean, I pretty much wrote them in. Like, when they got KD, I wrote them in for, for you know, the next no. two years. But I agree with that. I but mean, I, I 100% agree. All right, all right, all right. They're they not going to right, gonna get swept. No, 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 no backtracking now. No backtracking now. No, we got man, on, on, record, it, on record, just to sum up, no, we got on record man. R.J. Barrett being Rick of the Year. We got Alvin Kamara Jr. on record. And now we got you saying, <laughs> and now we got you on record saying no, the Bucks man, will be swept. No, No. The Bucks have been tearing it up. I most likely to hit the any of y'all. What? I think mine is the most boy, likely to And then, oh boy, who we talking about going to be the next Camaro? That's what I'm saying. We got AK Jr. on there. Oh, my God. Mine's most likely to hit the I, I think mine man, is the most you, likely you gonna to let, hit. You going to let your little GM gash y'all, get, let him gash y'all up, <laughs> and y'all going to see. Because y'all, yeah, I think y'all really concerned for uh, Gurley. I think y'all really are. No, I Rightfully so. Too. I mean, he had knee injuries in college. I, I, and it make, I'm going to say this, talking fantasy. And he, he didn't right look now. the same. He really didn't look the same. He didn't. He didn't. I agree with that. And I say this, and it made my decision easier in our keeper league. You know, we only keep one. I'm keeping Barkley. I'm giving up my boy. Girl, you remember you almost didn't draft Barkley? Huh? You remember you almost didn't draft Barkley? What are you looking yeah, I know. He's going to draft for Leonard. Yeah, he like Leonard. Yeah, I almost went Leonard. Yeah, I know. I almost traded for Leonard after I drafted Barkley. Yeah, so, hey, D, tell, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I hope you get the number one pick then. Nah, man, don't say that. Yeah, if you're going to keep Barkley, yeah, let him get the number one pick. Hey, who, who, who the GM of our league this year? You lost? I think it's Ramon. No, I just did it last year. <laughs> <laughs> he always does it every year. Back to that. <laughs> so, is it me? Well, I can roll around quick. <laughs> Is it me? I thought it was the lowest, but I could be wrong. It's probably me. It's probably me. It is me. Bro, we doing a draft. We doing a draft after the last playoff game, bro. After the last playoff game? Playoff. We going to wait. I mean, preseason. Bro, bro. I'm GM. You all over the place. Because, bro, like, I'm GM, I hate bro. that, bro. Like, we going to do it after the third preseason game. Oh, <laughs> my God, bro. Why? Bro, third preseason game. I what, starters what? in the fourth week. Oh, bro. Listen, they don't play the stars in the fourth we, week, we, right or wrong. We're going to talk about this off air. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hey, but, bro, when we talking about the NBA playoffs, bro? We, we, I don't uh, know. Yeah, we were talking about the over the place podcast. So, uh, so I mean, this is pretty so much. So, we agreed on that the finals matchup is set, though. Yeah, Bucks, Warriors yeah. And, and Bucks. Bucks, yeah. I don't know what the score is currently. I, I think it was like a 2 or 3 game. 62 Toronto. Yeah. What is it? 65-62 Toronto. Well, how, many, how much more time? Boy, there's uh, five minutes left in the third. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna go ahead. Bucks gonna go ahead and wrap that up tonight. <laughs> All right, so I think we did it again. Los, welcome back, brother. And uh, man, we, oh, did, yeah. we did it good, man. We did it good. Uh, just make sure you follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate you for listening. Shout out to CJ Brand Experience. I was on his podcast earlier before I recorded this one. Your boy working. Yeah, I see that. Your boy working. I see that. But uh, yeah, shout out to CJ Brand Experience. Go ahead and give him a follow on 
on Instagram, on uh, his Twitter, is that, and he's on YouTube. So just look him up, CJ Brand Experience. Subscribe to his content and be on the lookout for my episode that I'm on. And uh, you know, you know, I rep the team on there. You know, roll my OB shirt and yeah, opinionated bench warmers will say it at up. least a minimum of fifteen times. <laughs> so, uh, so we, you know, we working out here. We collaborating. So make sure you check him out. We support him. So he supports us. We support him. So if y'all support us, y'all should support him as well. And uh, until next time, we record. Peace out. Peace.